Thank you for tuning in to Shit Shower Shave. As a warning, this episode contains content around death, grief, anxiety, and depression. Put your shoes on. Put your shoes on. Please be quiet. Put that down. Shut the door. Don't throw that. Happy New Year, moms, ladies, gents, husbands, fathers, all listeners. I am so happy to be talking to you guys in this 2019. I hope you guys had a blessed holiday. I hope you had a wonderful New Year's. I myself, I did not go out for New Year's. I spent New Year's at home with friends and kids. Um, As it's interesting, I saw a lot of other people doing that. I guess once you have kids, you no longer go to the club unless you're out for a special occasion. However, that doesn't mean you can't have a great New Year's. I had a great New Year's. I saw tons of people with kids having great New Year's parties um, because they basically use their kids in entertainment. Um, (laughs) So first, I do want to address, I know I have been gone for probably six-ish months from posting, Um, And if you guys remember some of the last episodes that I talked about, I talked about being the caregiver for my father and all that was coming along with that and all the crazy things that were going on. Um, And since then, he has passed. He passed in June. And I think initially when it happened, or I will say before it happened, I think I was running around in a state of constant anxiety. Um, There were definitely a lot of things I learned about being a caregiver um, that I talked briefly about here that I didn't really know kind of what happened. I was, you know, living, I wouldn't say in a fantasy world, when you care give for a terminally ill person or elderly person, like, especially a parent, you always want them to be great, whether it's a parent, a child, whatever, you always want them to it's going to change. Something's going to happen. And it's not what they say. Um, and I think for a long time I lived in that mindset until it switched and it switched from, it switched very quickly. Um, and one of the, I think I've said it on here previously, one of the, the things that the hospice nurse told me when we intaked, he said, you know, when people are sick or going through something very traumatic, the one thing that you learn is who's going to be there for you. And that was definitely something that became very apparent. Um, In the midst of doing all the caregiving, I was run. I had like, I didn't know what was going to happen from day to day. I actually, in that time frame, developed flying anxiety And since my father passed, it went away, which is the craziest thing. And I talked to my doctor about it and they were like, you know, there are times when you feel like there are things you can't control in your life and you want to control everything. And when you're in a situation where there's something you can't control, it gives you more anxiety. Like it felt like I was going to have a heart attack on planes. Um, So I think for a year ish, I was just dealing with this heightened state of anxiety like you know what does he need where am I going to take him and some of it was also irritation you know your life changes when you have to start taking care of a whole nother person because they can't or because it's not safe for them to do it so it took on all these different forms for me and 
when he passed, I was like, the stages of grief are very real. I'm still going through that. Um, but I was like, nope, I'm going to clean up this room. I'm going to clean up this stuff. I'm going to give away his things. I'm going to do all these things. And it wasn't until probably September or October where I think it really sunk in that, oh, okay, this person's not around all the time. This person is, it's not, they're not a part of my day-to-day life anymore. And another friend of mine is going through something similar and we both describe it as you forget that they have passed. You think they're just somewhere else. Like, oh, they're visiting somewhere or whatever, um, which the holidays was a very hard time for me um, for that reason. You know, you come face to face with like, oh, this person really isn't here. This person really isn't going to be here for Thanksgiving. They're really not here for Christmas. Um, So it was very challenging. And that's part of the reason why I was not as active or engaged. Um, And then I learned a lot about myself as a parent or I'm learning. I'll say I'm learning. Um, I'm very active with trying to keep his memory alive. Um, And so my kids, you know, we look at pictures, we do a lot of things. We did a six month kind of sparklers and we sent them up to heaven. And, you know, I think the coping I'm doing very, very well with Um, the anxiety is completely gone. And I think in the midst of it, I had anxiety about everything And my trigger to go talk to someone was. I woke up every day so irritated. Like, I wanted to yell and scream at my kids all the time. Like, nothing they could do was right. Nothing um, that anyone could do was right. I was always on edge. I was always, like, frantic. I was always like, but I need to do this right now. I had to stay busy because if I didn't, I would have to sit down and think about whatever was going on. Um, And so as that was happening, I started recognizing the signs, and I said, oh, no, 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 I don't want to be the anxious parent. I don't want to be the person who's putting my kids on um, alert all the time. I don't want to be, like, I don't want to be that person. And so I went to the doctor. And what I find specifically in minority communities is therapy is looked at as this hush, don't talk to that. Just go to church, pray it away. It's going to be fine. You don't need to go to talk to my, why you want to tell somebody your business? But like, it's this whole like vicious cycle of no, it's okay. I need somebody to help me deal with my emotions. I need somebody to help me figure out how to communicate better. I need somebody to help me deal with the fact that I walk down my stairs, everything it's like somebody's going to be dead. Like I need someone to help me not wake up every day and be irritated with my kids and want them to go away. Like it's no different than, you know, women who deal with postpartum or I truly believe that men post have postpartum too. It's just not labeled the same because it's looked at as some, you know, thing that affects women from a hormonal perspective. But I do also think that men have postpartum but that's for another conversation um so these all these stigmas that are attached with seeking help and especially seeking help as a minority or as a woman because you don't want to feel weak or you don't want to feel like you can't take control of everything and that's kind of how I felt I felt 
I knew that my life was spiraling out of control, but I felt like I could fix it. Like I felt like there was like, okay, I'm going to be able to fix it. Okay. I'm going to be able to like get it all together. I just need to sleep more or I just need to rest more or I just need five minutes to myself or I just need this. And it was so much larger than that. It was, no, I needed to sit down and talk through my feelings because through that there were a lot of other things going on. You know, you don't just have one thing going on in life. You have a million things going on in life. And with that, it was work stuff. It was friend stuff. It was sibling stuff. It was mother stuff. It was father stuff. It was spouse. It was so many things. So as I was talking to my therapist the first time, she looked at me like I had 15 eyes. She was like, there's no possible way that you can be taking care of yourself physically, emotionally, mentally. There's no way. She's like, you just described enough for three people. Um, and so early on, one of my, when I was had my like anxiety, when anxiety was my, you know, number one concern, a lot of it was to sit down and be still and take 15 minutes for yourself or do something that's just for you. And I think at the time, me being able to vent without judgment was what I needed at that time. Um, for me, as I know some of you guys may feel like you really don't always have somebody you can be 150% candid with. Like, you can tell them that, like, you feel like you're a referee in things. You, like, you can tell them anything and there's no judgment. I mean, they may judge you when they go home, but that's not what you pay them for. So there's no judgment. And I think in the beginning just to vocalize my feelings about my varying situations helped a ton. Um, and then as I progressed past that, you know, as September came, and I, I mean, it became a lot more manageable. Um, I did have bouts where I had to take, you know, an anxiety pill or, you know, whatever was needed. Um, and I'm not at all I'm not a huge person about medication, but I do believe in medication when it's warranted and when it's necessary because I like to look for holistic remedies. I like to do all that, but sometimes you really do need a pill. Um, and so, you know, there were times I was taking a Xanax, a Klonopin, a, you know, whatever it was um, that I was prescribed or what I needed. Um, and then as I progressed past, you know, my father's passing and I took time off and I, you know, I trained for a 5k. I did a lot of things to try to fill my mind and my, now I can say to fill my mind. I didn't want to sit at home and sulk and, you know, grieve and cry. I didn't want to do any of those things. Um, so I filled my time not with work, but with something that was going to do better. I got outside. I did that because I knew depression was, a reality of the situation. Um, so I tried to do that for as long as I could. 
Um, and then reality set in and it wasn't, it was like a slow creep. It wasn't even like overnight it happened. It was like the slowest like drip of a water faucet. And I woke up one day and had no motivation to do anything. I didn't want to go to work. I didn't want to bathe my kids. I didn't want to get out the bed really. Um, I saw my house looking a mess and had no energy to clean it. And that I pushed through it all. Like, you know, as a mom, you don't, you don't have the luxury of, um, being depressed. It's not a, it's not a luxury that you have to be like, Oh, I just want to lay in this bed all day and do nothing. Um, it just comes out in other forms. Like, you know, you passively don't care or you're yelling at your kids or you're not showing your husband attention or any of the things that are byproducts of anxiety and depression. And I, I could, it was like watching a slow movie and I could see myself seeping, um, sinking deeper, but couldn't pull myself out of it. Um, and I'm, I mean, very recently, like the holidays, I think, I think Thanksgiving kicked it into overdrive, but it had been, like I said, it had been creeping up for a long time. And one day I literally laid on my couch. I was off. I, you know, took a day off work. Kids went to school, husband went to work, everybody did their own thing. And I laid in the same spot for 12 hours. I did not move. I think I may have gotten up to eat. Um, I would catnapped. I slept. I whatever. It felt amazing, but it also hurt. Um, and not like a, oh my gosh, I'm in so much pain, but like it would have hurt me to move. It would have hurt me to get up. It would have hurt me to do anything besides what I did that day. And that day I said to myself, Jennifer, you have to start going back to talk to somebody. Um, and I think saying and vocalizing those words started the quote unquote healing process. Um, because there's so many things that come with anxiety and depression that you just really don't give yourself time and space for. You know, as a mom, I'm giving to everyone else for a year and a half. I gave so much to so many people. I mean, not that it was the wrong or was the wrong thing to do, but not taking time for myself to feel to, you know, take care of myself, to take 15, 20 minutes to ask for help. You know, a lot of times on here, I'll be like, that's the best thing you ever do is ask for help. And I wasn't doing any of those things. I was like, no, I'm superwoman. I can do, I'm sorry, y'all, my dishwasher is going in the background. I can do everything. Um, and I think that everything spiraled into, I can do nothing. Um, or at least nothing right. You know, I knew I had to wash clothes, but I can do it tomorrow. They have enough. I can go buy something else. I can, you know, oh, the dishes are in the sink. Okay. I won't do them. Okay. I'll let a kid do them. Okay. I'll get paper plates. Okay. Like there were, there was always another alternative to doing what I really needed to do. And, um, 
I didn't, I wouldn't say I had shame in it, but again, I didn't have that non-biased party. Like my husband will, will say, oh no, you know, you can talk to me, you know, I'm always here. And I'm like, it's not, it's, it's not just me needing to talk about, you know, how I feel about this or how I feel about that. Um, sometimes it's a cry. Sometimes it's a, I don't know what that is. It's, it, 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 it's so different than just a conversation. And I think that's what sometimes um, people don't realize when you're talking about, you know, depression and, and things like that. And it's not as simple as me talking to my friends or, you know, praying it away. Um, and then there's the aspect of how that affects your parenting. You know, I looked up and I was like, am I playing enough with my kids? Am I doing things? And do I want to be this mom? Is there an alternative to this mom who is always tired and is always, you know, down and isn't laughing and isn't smiling and isn't, you know, doing what a mom or what I believe that a mom should do? Um, And so those are all very real, real realities for me. Um, that's kind of an update of what has been going on for the last seven-ish months. Yeah, seven months. Um, so that may explain to you guys why I have not been as active on here. You know, I try to be still active on social, but not everybody listens to, I mean, follows the social page and some people just listen. You know, there's all kinds of people we have, but um, kind of as the holiday was winding down, I said, I have to look at ways to move forward. Um, and actually today uh, I'm in a group with some of my friends and, you know, we were all talking about, you know, every year I have a mantra going into the end, the beginning of the year or a word that I use. And one of my friends was talking about how great her 2018 was. And as she was talking, I was in my brain and I said, what I want my 2019 to be is about progress and moving forward. Um, and a lot of people think about that as in success. And for mine, my definition of progress is moving forward. Like I said, how do I look towards a brighter year? How do I look towards accomplishing more? How do I look towards um, flourishing as a mom? How do I look toward spending more time with my husband? How can I move forward and progress in all of my relationships in a positive way um, as something to look forward to and something to gain? Um, I think for me, a lot of my 2018, I was giving of myself to others and the other thing I want to progress for myself in 2019 is of giving to me, um, being selfish, taking the time to, you know, take an hour to myself a day. And unfortunately, my hour starts at like five o'clock. Um, but that is what I need. I'm learning what I need in order to be the best Jennifer that I can be because that's the person that I want to put forward. That's the person that I want people to see and engage with. Um, cause it's great to put on, you know, a smiley face and a facade, 
be to mask how you're feeling, but I really want to feel that way. I really want to to you know walk into a room and be jovial and happy and when everyone is gone still feel that exact same way and I I can't say that I felt that way um in 2018 maybe not even 2017 um so that is like my how I I'm I'm choosing to move forward um like I said I'm taking the hour a day um for myself because what I have found for me is that if I wake up and the first thing I wake up to is a slap in the face by a kid or somebody yelling my name to, to ask me to get them something. My day has already started off fucked up. Like it's just it's just a downward spiral from there. So I make this conscious choice to get up at five and I do whatever I want to with that time. I will, you know, go walk. I will go to the gym. I'll go run. I'll get up and Someone suggested meditation. I haven't started that one yet. Um, but it's whatever that hour is for me because people be like, oh, you can do it when you get home from work. You do it. it doesn't ever work. Um, so that hour, I noticed there's a difference in my attitude. There's a difference in my engagement. There's a difference in so many things when I get that hour. And that's just what works for me. Um, but I do challenge all of you to figure out what your 2019 kind of theme is um is it progression is it um learning something new is it um channeling something is it you know being encouraging to others like what is your thing that you really want to represent your 2019 as we start off this new year um Again, I talk about mine being progression, and one of the things for uh, Shit Shower Shave that I want to do is I know in my worst of worst, I was on social media, I was doing all these things, and what the things that stood out to me were the things that were either true of how I felt or something that was giving me the will to like kind of move forward to the next step. So what I have decided to do is to have something, some phrase that I'm putting on uh, Insta stories and Facebook stories every day. Um, I think yesterday's was about being selfless. I think self-care and being selfless is a very important thing to do. It is sometimes literally the difference in sanity and insanity um I have at times been very insane but being selfless helps me um yesterday's was find time for yourself you deserve to be a priority in your own life and that is very true um for myself I know that I was not putting myself first And this year, that is my goal. I deserve to be first. I deserve to take a shower every day. I deserve to be able to shit by myself. I deserve, I lock the bathroom door now, literally. And I should have been doing that the whole time. But like, I lock the door. I deserve that time. I deserve not to have to rush to use the bathroom or rush to do anything or rush to eat or eat cold food or I, I deserve that. And you deserve that because if you are not taking care of yourself, you can't possibly take care of somebody else. 
Um, and then today's was today, call another mom and give her some positive vibes. Sometimes all a mom needs is to know someone has their back. Um, and this goes for people who've just had babies. This goes for people who are just going around their daily day, like life of work. And like, sometimes you just need to check in and somebody be like, I'm just calling to check on you, especially new moms. I do have a new mom friend. Yay. She's going through all the wonderful things that I experienced. And I'm so happy that someone gets to experience them with me. Um, but somebody just to call you and be like, how are you? Because so many people are always calling about your kids or calling about something else that's not you. So I have tried to my friends who have kids and moms send them texts. How are you doing now? How is the baby doing now? How's everybody else doing? How are you? Because a lot of times people are not going to volunteer the information about how they are doing. They will just suffer in silence. They will. Oh, the baby's fine. Oh, the kids are fine. Oh, I'm so busy. I'm this and this and this. Except if you then say, how are you? Maybe that's the time when somebody's like, today I had a really bad day. Today I had a really great day. Or today my kids just really like got under my skin and I just really didn't know what to do. You never know what somebody's dealing with. And you never know how ask how you asking some, them how they are could be the difference between their emotion, their feeling, their day, their night, their anything. So as you're listening to this, I challenge you to call someone and ask them that. I know it will be days. Well, no, I posted that today so you guys will get this, you know, on a Wednesday, but it won't be the same actual day. Um, so that is how I'm, you know, looking at 2018, 2018. The year is gone. It's not 2018 anymore. That's how I'm trying to approach 2019. Again, I thank you guys for being super duper patient. Um, and, you know, hopefully I gain some new followers or hopefully the people who were listening before come back. But I do appreciate this podcast for the things that it does for me. I feel like it's kind of sometimes therapy. I do get to talk through things with you guys like y'all are my therapy. Um, or it makes me realize things in the middle as I'm thinking through some of my commentary. It gives me the clarity on some of them to know what was coming or what I was thinking or how I think about something. So with that, I hope you guys have a good year that is off to a wonderful, great start. Um, as you guys know, we do our yearly shit shower shave Mother's Day trip. It will be oh, 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 somebody didn't pull up the dates in Montego Bay, Jamaica at Ryu Palace. You can get information on the Shit Shower Shave website. Also, if you click the link in Instagram, you will be able to find it there. The dates are May 10th through May 13th. Again, that is Ryu Palace in Jamaica. Uh, to sign up and register, you can visit the website or visit the Instagram page. The link is in the bio. Additionally, this year, I'm going to be trying to do some more um, or some more, huh? Some giveaways and things like that. 
Um, We're going to be trying to go to some events. So just look forward to great things. Um, If you are looking to partner for anything, if you have any questions, I'm definitely going to be trying to be more engaged on the Instagram and uh, Insta stories. So if you would like to follow, it is at shit shower shave, S-H-Y-T shower shave. Uh, the website, shitshowershave.com, Facebook, the same handle. And until next week, have a blessed and wonderful day. And don't forget to call a mom or for you guys, a dad or a parent and just say, hey, just call and check on you. Do you need anything? I promise you it will probably change someone's day and make them smile. 